0: hi everyone i'm elise marsh and i'm your host here on the perfectly wonderfully made podcast i believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen designed called and beautiful you are he sees you perfectly wonderfully made you guys i missed you all last week i really did last week my husband jeff and i spent the week filming in a studio for my new online childbirth education course i had so much fun like it was a blast i cannot wait for you all to see it i have put my heart and my soul into this course and i am praying it changes the world I know that might sound a little on the dramatic side, but I really do pray it changes the world. I believe that when people go after those things that the Lord has placed in their hearts, we do change the world. Friend, if you're listening in this moment and you have a dream inside of you, because I know there's probably one deep down in there, I want you to do me a favor and tell someone about it this week. Find a friend you trust and share your heart. Ask for help. Find the people in your life who can do for you the things that you can't do and make it happen. Take one step, one small, tiny baby step this week. It could be just a text or a phone call or an email. It could be journaling and asking the Lord to mine and harvest those things in you that you know are already there, but they just need some refining. I know there are great, amazing things deep inside of you that only you can do. So get after it this week. It's January for Crying Out Loud, the season of grand beginnings and fresh starts. Let's do this. I wanted to share my word of the year for 2018 with you all it's peace this last month as I've been praying and asking the Lord what he wanted to do in me this year I just kept coming back to this word peace as I sat and lingered with this word there was just something in me that felt like somehow it was selfish of me to desire peace the story I was making up in my head was that somehow I was not mature enough in my faith to desire peace, to desire rest, that somehow that meant that I wasn't enough, that I needed to welcome trials and tribulations in deep waters like Paul did in the lowliest of dungeons. And I sat in that moment a little longer And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Elise, I have given you the gift of peace. The Lord has promised me a peace that has surpassed all understanding. Not that I wouldn't mind my circumstances to change a bit, but regardless of what goes on around me, I know that the peace he has given me will sustain me. Sometimes the demands of my days, the responsibilities of my life, they feel so heavy and my soul longs for peace, his peace. I long for peace to sustain me. I've been reading in 1 Kings this month and we read in those chapters that Solomon was given peace on all sides and all territories during his reign to build the temple of the Lord. God knew that in order to complete the task assigned to Solomon, he was going to need peace on all fronts. I am believing that peace over my life this year, and I am believing that for you too, that the Lord would surround you with peace so that you can rise up and do the thing that the Lord has put inside of you. I want to leave you with this verse today. It's Matthew 11, 28, and 29. today on the show I chat with my friend Shannon Addison. I met Shannon a few years ago at our mops group and just loved her. She is a wife and a mama to three beautiful little girls. We recorded this episode when her third baby girl Cora was just four weeks old and I intentionally, it that way I messaged Shannon when she was pregnant and I said I want to do a piece with a mama who is fresh newly postpartum would you be up for it and she said sure so here we are you guys Cora is adorable she is just so cute listen for those little baby squeaks and squawks you're gonna love it so many of you are going to relate to those early postpartum days we talk about today Others of you who maybe haven't had a baby yet, soak this up. We've got lots of real, intentional, authentic conversation coming your way. You guys are gonna love Shannon. It's a fun one today, you guys. We have a blast and I know you're gonna laugh right along with us. Here we go. Shannon, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This is like hard to get out of the house and get here. It's not easy. How did you? It's how did easy. you do this? Tell tell everyone how oh. did you get here?
1: <laughs> well, I pawned my two other kids off on my parents. Oh, and nice. And then it's almost like a vacation when you just have the one after having three. Yes. <laughs> so um, and she actually slept today, <sighs> so I was able to do it. I actually got pants on. I even thought pants. about it as I got out of the car. I'm like, do I have pants on today? <laughs> That's an a key concept.
0: (laughs) Minor detail. Pants. Just
1: little one, yeah. A bra. (laughs) Underwear. Everything is is intact. Yes. (laughs) I think. That's great. Okay, are your parents like close by you? They are. They can watch Mm -hmm. the girls. They're like five minutes away and my in-laws are like 10 minutes away. Oh, that's so nice. So we're very blessed. Yeah, we moved back to the area basically for that reason. Where were you guys before? We were at Browns Point. Oh, not okay. too far, but just far enough away where it was, like, not super convenient.
0: No, and Brown's like,
1: Point is, like, out there a bit. Yeah. Like,
0: you kind of have to, you're there's, off the beaten path.
1: There's no direct way to get there. Right. Kind of.
0: A lot of, like, windy roads mm-hmm. up a hill, and mm-hmm. I've been out there a few times. I've actually yeah. had a few clients have babies in, oh, out yeah. in that area, yeah. so. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: I got to give it that, but, Yeah. Not super convenient.
0: So, when did you move back to kind of the Puyallup area?
1: We moved back, has it been two years? Two years. Two years, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you liking it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been wonderful. Good. So, especially the family and coming back to a lot of friends. I mean, we went to high yeah. school here. So, oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah, it's been good. Oh, awesome. Okay, so tell everyone what is kind of your life situation right my now. Situation. What's your situation? What does Shannon's life well, look like?
1: Um, so in the car seat here is my uh, four week old new baby girl yes so and, sweet yep and beautiful. so we are, thank you so we are definitely in postpartum central at our house right now um and then i have the seven-year-old sarah and emma who's four so cute and then my husband and i just figuring this out that's so great okay <laughs> so, so that's the stage you're home i'm with home with the girls yes. mostly stay at home mom basically completely right now yeah so I tried kind of doing my own little things for a while. And then with this stage, it's just yeah, too much, too much. Mom so home. you were
0: doing photography before. Yes. Okay. A little bit, a little bit yeah, here and there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Okay. What does your husband
1: do? So he's a project manager, so he works for a construction company and he is the office side. Okay. So he kind of manages kind of how a project gets run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. He's Very a cool. guy. Okay. So
1: how did you guys meet? How did you fall in love? What is that uh, okay. story about? <laughs> so we actually met in junior high. Oh, so we're going, we're way going, back. we're going back. We're going way back. way back. And we both played high school sports. And in, oh, fun. in the Puyallup school district, if you're a ninth grader, you can play at the high school because our oh. high school is only, you know, Right. 10, 11, 12. So we both did that, and we kind of hung out a little bit in the wait room for our moms to come pick us up. It was super oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And then we were just in the same group of friends, and then when we got to high school, um, we tried doing the whole we're just friends thing mm. for a while. And then, you know, it just wasn't just friends, man. Yeah. It, just, um, it just sprouted into... What was so great, though, is that we were, like, best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've always said that to my girlfriends looking for somebody that like make them your best friend first, mm-hmm. and then everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was really us. And then um, started dating our sophomore year of high school, and got engaged our sophomore year of college. Oh, we went wow. to Wazoo together. Oh, okay. So we went, we did that together, and then waited until we were done with school though to get married.
0: And then that's hard um, when you've been together for so long.
1: We've been together for yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah, so. What was that college season like for
0: you guys? Because you're, like, seriously dating someone seriously at that point. Dating. yeah. But you're, probably a lot of your friends are like, whatever. Yeah,
1: well, what was kind of fun is that a lot of people from or uh-huh. were, like, went to Wazoo. So it's almost okay. like a small little section of them, I mean, of, like, friends of ours all okay. were there. So they knew that we were, like, super serious. But I will say having a serious boyfriend, like, Going into I didn't join a sorority like mm-hmm. I probably would have. Mm-hmm. There were certain things I probably held back a little bit, but when I always stop to look at it, it's like, is it worth losing right. this really great thing right. just to see what else is out there? Yeah. You wouldn't have traded and so, it. No. So I've had, I mean, one serious boyfriend, one first kiss. You know, we've did yeah. the whole like, I mean, really it was just us. a long time so that's yeah
0: did you guys when you were in college did you always know we're gonna get married it's just a matter of kind of crossing Mm -hmm. the boxes or checking the boxes Mm -hmm. off of the list it was just a matter of waiting
1: yes there was definitely a list and I think there was a list and we did want to check them all off before we got married yeah um we never we didn't live together in college or any of that it was very important for us to have our own time together that's why Mm -hmm. we wanted to finish college before we got married um And I think that it was just a really great season where we did get to be our own people, Mm -hmm. but we knew that we had each other at the end, you know.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Okay, so when did you guys get married? So we graduated in
1: May and got married in July. So that's like quick. And that was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it was the box to check off. You were on the fast track. (laughs) And then... um, We've always just been like super big planners, which may be to a fault at some point in our lives, we've uh. noticed. Um, but uh, we also signed for our first house. Um, in the July. same time. Well, actually, like the day before our, our rehearsal dinner. Oh, my so, goodness. So then we went to a honeymoon, came back, moved into a house with a dog. And I mean, we were like 22 you the whole thing. just like, yeah, doing it just living the dream right so wow. it was kind of quick but it was
0: quick what were yeah. your friend circles like at that point because you're 22 you've yeah. just graduated you have a house and a dog yeah <laughs> were you working like what was your yeah, social so kind of environment like i
1: have my um teaching degree okay and so i started teaching third grade and um, you know, a lot of our friends were also in couple relationships that had okay. been going on for a long time, too. Um, actually, two of our closest sets of friends were dating with us in high oh, school. wow. And so we were all in each other's weddings. And so it's like we just kind of were in this group where this was kind of what was... The norm. Right. I mean, I looked around when I was like 24, and I hardly had any single girlfriends. Wow. And it was an interesting mix. I mean, we always said something was in the water during mm-hmm. that season at PHS or something. I'm not sure what <laughs> happened, but we all kind of got coupled off and went from there. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't weird that we were yeah. that young. It was normal for you guys. Down. It really was. It was kind of the culture in um, our circle at the time. Yeah.
0: Did you feel like you had a lot of support in that season?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the work, the work was hard as far as like our work life Balance, sure. but yeah, I mean, I don't think looking back, like that was the easy season. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't need a lot of support then. <laughs> I was just us. like my biggest complaint was having to come home and make dinner for just me and my husband. Yeah,
0: like O M G, this is so hard. I'm always uh, like, you guys, <laughs> you want to eat again, like <laughs> three times a day. I have to <laughs> feed you something. Isn't like,
1: that the truth?
0: I don't know why, but that's one of those things that totally gets me. Like. Yeah you're hungry oh I, yeah i guess i ha- just this yeah. obligation of i have to keep yeah. you fed yes. is like that's
1: yes. a, that's an intense thing and then the are like 16 snacks in between
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> just finished breakfast oh mom can i have a snack please snack can i have something from the pantry please thank you very much no i have a pantry snack
1: that's so true that's our house too we have a oh, bar we call it a bar a bar, yes. a bar.
0: yeah those z bars <sighs> the, the death mm-hmm. of everything i seriously think they're addicting
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i think the kids develop a full-on addiction to these <laughs> bars i'm like there is something in that sugar is what it is, it is. It's, it's the, the frosting sugar. the yeah. frosting
1: on top it tricks them <sighs>
0: <sighs> if you don't have toddlers don't ever buy a z-bar and just save yourself no. from mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like adults with like mcdonald's french fries like you oh. know they're not good for you you yeah. know you should not but there's something in it there's that just... something in it
0: gets you <laughs>
1: it's yeah Oh man. Okay,
0: so did you guys
1: always know you wanted to have three kids, or mm. what was that like? Okay, so we knew we wanted kids. We wanted a family. We wanted a little bit of crazy. Um, and so, where did that
0: come from? That you just knew you wanted crazy. Well, in your no, life? I don't
1: think I knew I wanted crazy. I wanted, I wanted a table full. I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have this like. I don't know. That's kind of when, at the end of the day, when I stopped and, like, what is my legacy? For me, it's my Mm -hmm. family and it's my kids and it's like the warmth in a house. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I never really looked at like exterior to find it. I just, so, I mean, I don't know if I wanted crazy, but I wanted (laughs) like pitter patter and I wanted fullness, family dinners and, yeah, fullness and Mm -hmm. like, Just a lot of loud. (laughs) (laughs) The loud part is not something I thought about. (laughs) And, you know, I grew up with a big family and we're kind of a blended family. So it wasn't loud and crazy all the time, but like Mm -hmm. family holidays. It was just so great to have like, look around this room and it's just filled with people who have your back and love Mm -hmm. you and just cherish you. And that was important for us. Yeah. So did your husband um, feel the same way about that? I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if if he would say it (laughs) in those words, (laughs) but yes, yes, we knew we wanted family. Okay. Family. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah.
0: At what point did you guys kind of start like, you know, moving in the direction of like trying to get pregnant and on all of that?
1: So when we got married, um, we said we wanted like five years. Okay. Yeah. Because you're young. Yeah. we're, We're super young. And then my really good friend at work had to go and get pregnant and have a baby. And <laughs> And she just had to do it. And I tell you what, that baby itch, like mm. mine didn't, wasn't an itch. It was like a full blown rash. Like <laughs> I Shit. was so ready for a baby. Mm. And so talking with John, he was like, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. And so I remember the day and I ba- you know, backed off. Like, well, yeah. you know I'm ready. So when you're ready Yeah. Just give me a heads up. Yeah. And we'll figure this out. Or and, not or- and it's <laughs> <laughs> fine too. And um I remember he came to me on New Year's Day new year's eve and brought me flowers hmm. and said i hope to be celebrating with you next new year's eve with a baby
0: oh wow
1: and so that was kind of his that's way a of great like,
0: move man I i'm like dad do you take notes that's a pretty he good he is one. not
1: a super romantic like wow. like that so it was a big it that's was a big, big gesture it was that's a lot of points it was yep check check
0: check check, check <laughs> okay wow so you're like yes let's make a baby tonight <laughs> <laughs> Under all the lights, <laughs> let's let that ball drop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what? At what point? From there, at on, did you find out you were pregnant? So this
1: is where we get into kind of a rocky, like, what did we talk about before the podcast? Kind of a spot where mm-hmm. maybe the most trying, the kind trying of thank season, you. the trying going. season for us. Um, we um had a really hard time. And we got pregnant right away, and we lost a lot of babies. Aww. So we had, um, I remember I was working and just, um, yeah, so that happened four times. We had you had four, four
0: miscarriages. miscarriages. Yeah.
1: All while the while, I had gotten to the point I was so ready for a baby. Like, Ugh. not just, like, ready to be pregnant, but, like, ready for a baby in a bassinet by my bed. And like, so in your arms. so it was just, like... Yeah, it was a tough season. And it tried us and it tried me and um it was just a really it was it was really tough.
0: How did your husband kind of navigate via cuz that's just an emotional <sighs> roller coaster.
1: Is. It was it was tough. I mean, I, I can't even put it into other words. It's just um he was always very supportive and was always um I mean, I I don't even know. Like I think we were just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, and it was like we never we when we took some breaks and was like, no, let's just mm-hmm. let's just wait. And that was hard too because yeah. you're like, yeah, let's pretend like we're
0: okay, okay,
1: and we're on this break and we're not trying. But this is this is who like I want to be a mom. Yeah, you know, it's not like I just want a baby. Like I want to be a mom, and I mean, anybody and I know most people now, you know, experience this, but. Yeah when i was we were what 24 25 going through it yeah you know we were the first some of the first of our friends to start trying for kids and it was lonely yeah because people don't just talk about it. and i didn't have a, like I, I didn't have mom friends where now right. you bring up miscarriage and you have three other gals at your mom's table crying or mm-hmm. you you know someone at the grocery store i mean it's just like people yeah. talk about it but being so young and it being something that you know, you don't just talk to your girlfriends over right. happy hour about it, right? You know, or what a I mean? Starbucks school, even, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, it was really hard, and I actually ended up taking a leave from work. Wow, um, and never went back. Wow, and so that was a that was a tough season for me. Still to this day, because I don't feel like I'm a quitter, mm-hmm. and I just I couldn't be there. I was a teacher, and I, I wasn't there for my kids, and I just didn't feel like I was doing my job. Did you know, you, in a lot of avenues, yeah and um and two, I am kind of a new Christ follower in my life, and so i I mm-hmm. wasn't looking to Jesus at this point, and it yeah. was lonely. Yeah. It was a lonely, lonely season to do it kind of by yourself, yeah, did you and,
0: um did yeah. you feel like you had failed in some way oh, in that season
1: completely, like You know, and to know that your husband wants a family and maybe you can't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, because four losses. I mean, they start to kind of look at you at the fertility clinic like, well, maybe we need to look at some different avenues. And you start to be like, this is this is what I thought I was made for. Mm -hmm. This is what I I mean, I remember (laughs) it's kind of an embarrassing story, but I remember being in high school. And the counselor calling me and you had to like check off the box on like your career path. And this guy was just drilling me, drilling me about what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm like, like, I don't know. And I finally looked at him and I'm like, I want to be a PTA mom.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He was like, (gasps) (laughs) Like what? who are you? (laughs) You
1: And it it was like, it's something I always wanted. Mm -hmm. And so to all of a sudden think that maybe this wasn't our path was really hard. And so we finally talked about adoption mm. and um so I quit my job um the fertility clinic I remember being up at Seattle Reproductive and my amazing doctor basically was like you're 25 and your reproductive organs are basically shutting down wow He's like what's going on and I'm like um well, a stinking hot mess is what's yeah. going on and so I quit my job I really got into like yoga and just like self like self-care care and set an adoption date, you know, if wow. by this time next year, then, it, and it, I feel like it just released a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, the next month I was pregnant with Sarah on your own or did on you my own? totally on your own? We were done. We were like, we can't do this anymore. Wow. So yeah. And there she, so anyway, she was always kind of our little, our little miracle baby mm-hmm. for us. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of women now go through this, um, mm-hmm. But at the time, we were just like, I didn't think this was going to happen at all. Yeah. So
0: wow. Yeah. Did was... that? How did that change your relationship with your husband after finding out you were pregnant after that fourth loss?
1: Um, I don't know if were it, you were... nervous. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, like, I feel like I just was walking on eggshells all the time. I was, I was a, and still am, a very nervous pregnant lady because I know. I know that it just in a moment mm-hmm. it can change. In yeah. an instant, you are walking down the street thinking and planning mm-hmm. and making dates in your head, and then all of a sudden those dates are gone and yeah. they have no meaning anymore. You know, and it's just, um, yeah, and it's just so precious. Yeah. And so easily is lost. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if it changed our relationship a lot. I mean, I leaned on him a lot mm-hmm. for support. And I think he was struggling in his own way, too. Yeah. You know, I don't think that they talk about it as much Mm-mm. at all. But he was just as devastated as I was. Yeah. Um, I have some squeaking going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay. We like baby squeaks. Because it make everyone else out there want a little one, too. <laughs> right. Just passion that, passing that baby rash. <laughs>
1: all over the place and there's no cream for it there's no no. (laughs) cream just pregnancy just that's it just go forth
0: go forth everyone (laughs) create little humans right hey that's awesome okay so let's get into kind of some of your birth stories what were your birth stories with your first two little girls like
1: okay their birth stories are very similar okay so both of them um i was three days late and a doctor, the day before I went into labor with both, I mean, they're really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, with both of them, the doctor set an induction date. Okay. And um, the next day, they decided, fine, I guess if you're going right. to force me out, I'm I guess coming. I'll just come. Um, both were pretty fast and furious. Um, Sarah started, and then they sent me home. And then by the time I got home, I was in basically transitional labor. And wow. that screaming lady to the hospital I was so embarrassed because that's not me at all my <laughs> husband's just looking at me with like sand dollar eyes like what, what is do happening? i do and um so and then um and then but, yeah really fast got an epidural i did epidurals with both and um it was easy and it was wonderful and it was magical and i always said i just pregnancy is not my favorite yeah. But, man, to deliver that baby And those days are some of the most special, mm-hmm. like, solidified moments in my whole life. Like, just beautiful. And um, Emma was kind of a, a different story. My dad actually had a heart attack two days before Emma was born. Oh, wow. So it kind of just jostled a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of mental stuff for me. And just, you know, it was kind of a crazy time. So yeah. here we are, oh my like, gosh. delivered her into coma, and my dad's, like, on the eighth floor, or I'm on the eighth floor, and he's on the fifth floor, whatever, you yeah. know, whatever it is, but, um, and so I remember they wheeled him down to come Aww. see Emma, and the funny thing with Emma's birth story is she was 10 pounds, 7 ounces.
0: That's a big baby. I don't, a I have not met. a big old baby. That <laughs> oh. was a
1: surprise. <laughs> a surprise. And, um... My dad was only allowed to lift 10 pounds. And so it was this huge joke that like, it's okay, dad, you know, you'll still be able to hold the baby. Mm -hmm. And then we bring up, just kidding. She's like ginormous. But
0: um, hey, you pushed thrilled. out a giant child. I, did.
1: I have I not did. met many people
0: who've had a baby bigger than Indiana. So that's how pretty big is, impressive. How big was he? he was 10 pounds. Oh, okay.. Yeah. so so you got seven pa- seven ounces though, and that is like no small thing.
1: <laughs> no, 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 we're counting. We're counting every single oh, ounce. every that. <laughs>
0: single ounce coming through your body. Yeah. It makes yeah. a big difference.
1: So yeah, she was a surprise. Yeah. Was Sarah big or would no. she was eight eight? Oh, so, so just
0: plain old Jane. Yeah, old I mean perfect. they were like
1: that, she was a big baby. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 she's no, she's perfect. She's average.
0: We call that average. Fine,
1: <laughs> healthy. Exactly. It gets 10 plus. It's like, <laughs> we're getting into the chunk. Oh, I remember almost all the nurses on the floor wanted to come in. And, like, at first it was kind of funny. And yeah. people being like, whoa, we're looking at the toddler. And then yeah. after a while you're like, okay. You're like, thanks. Can you, you need to leave now. Like, yeah. you know, I'm in this teeny tiny room at TG and it's hot. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Yeah, out. Get Everybody out. out. Yeah, she's big. Oh.
0: So what Bye. was... um. So, how did you guys decide to go
1: for baby number three? Okay, so we we were done. We were done, and um, I don't think I'd ever really let it go. And Emma was really colicky. Yeah. Emma was tough. So Sarah was kind of what people would say their unicorn baby, right? Okay. Slept really good. Take her in the car <laughs> seat everywhere we went. I mean I remember looking at moms at you know, so judgy, but I mean it's it's what we do, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. does it. And um, you know, I'd be like, I just don't know what's so hard about this. Yeah. What's so hard I mean, like my nur- nursing was a hard thing for me, but like I could take her anywhere. Yeah. And it was, I'm like, this parenting thing, man, I'm going to have like a billion of these babies because <laughs> this is magical. And then I feel like the Lord just put Emma in our lives just to humble the snot out of us <laughs> and be like, wow, take a step back. going to bring you to your knees. <laughs> exactly. And man, did he. Wow. She, um, she was tough. Yeah. She was tough. And, um, and looking back though she's the one that grew us the most oh totally she stretched us she grew us she just um showed us a little more about who we are Mm -hmm. what our family needs to be about um she was emma sarah was kind of the magic emma was more the reality and um
0: and uh but you yeah, needed so some of that magic w- after we, we your did. trauma we of all that did. loss. We did. The Lord, yeah. I think, is so good. He knows I what know. you can handle, and He, he knows what you need.
1: Exactly, exactly. And oh man, we and um, so we're sitting on the couch one day, and um, John goes down and he puts the kids to bed and it's kind of his thing he likes to do that and he comes back up and he says and i have my iphone out i'm like okay babe we need to get like your appointment on the books here <laughs> let's just say things weren't being very cautious <laughs> and i'm like okay let's let's make a plan yeah and he looks at me and he's like so i just i, mean, I can remember the look on his face and like everything and he's like I think I want another baby. And I was like, is this because I'm asking you about your vasectomy appointment? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. He's like, I've been thinking about it for months. Oh, wow. I haven't really wanted to say anything because he was always the one that was more done than me.
0: Really? And I yeah. had
1: finally been like, you know what? If he's not on board, then mm-hmm. we're not going forward. Right, so right. So this, my, our family looks perfect to me. Um, I'd be up for another one. But if he's not on board, then... Then games game over. We're yeah. good. We're yeah. good. We're happy. You know, yeah. I got two miracle babies. I never thought I'd have. So right. Um, and then that was part of it too. Is the because we had we had two more losses in between Sarah and Emma. You did, and one that was actually a little bit further along that just destroyed me Aww. and so it was so six miscarriages total oh, so, Shannon. yeah, it was tough it was tough and so um so then you're that you know I'm finally in a good place in my life and right. I'm like do I do we want to go back to that yeah do we want to dig up those old demons that just like right you know because then I don't know if I could try and then if it and then if there's another miscarriage, just let it go. Right. So we had to do a lot of, so he, he looked at me and was like, so now you know where I stand. Mm. He's like, you tell me what you want to do. Yeah. And I, I was trying to get rid of baby stuff. I mean, I was, yeah. I was then done too. So it took me, it was kind of a big mental switch for me too. Right. And, um, and then there was just something in my heart that was just like, why not? Mm-hmm. Let's just give it a go. You know, and I feel like we really knew the Lord at this point and we just felt that like if he if he wants us to have this baby, we'll have this baby and if mm-hmm. he doesn't, he'll tell us and he'll let us know. And and I feel like having that made all the difference than from before. Yeah. Because I wasn't alone. Yeah. I wasn't alone in this journey anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I even you know, even finding out that we were pregnant, there was just kind of this peace about it Yeah. of like, you know, it's already been decided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has already been decided for us and I can try my hardest and I can, you know, will this baby to stay as much as I want, but it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. It's not up to me. Yeah. It's only up to him. So yeah. how, did was, uh, the, how did you guys
0: find? How did you guys meet the Lord?
1: How did you? So that's a funny story too. become Christ followers. <laughs> so. We have some really special friends um, that we kind of grew up with. And I remember we were sitting around at our ha- a little house that we had in Fife. And our friend said, so, or, I mean, there's a bunch of us sitting around a table having, like, pizza and beer or whatever. And he's like, so I quit my job. And Ang and I are going to start up a church. Wow. And he's like, give us a year. And he's like, and it's, I want to reach people who don't know faith Hmm. and he's basically looking at john and i -hmm. basically looking at me yeah and um because i just i was never exposed to it it wasn't that i wasn't a follower it was that i had never been really exposed to it Mm -hmm. and um he's like i just want there to be a place for people to go and we kind of looked at each other kind of in that <laughs> uncomfortable like what do we say yeah, right now? What, what's the right thing to say here and we went for it and it was kind of a slow process for me mm-hmm. um and i just i really remember the day the day i found out i was pregnant with emma hmm. i had already had these other losses and i found out i was pregnant with emma and the church started like two, like the next week hmm. and I remember just sitting at church and just being like maybe this is a new journey for us yeah maybe this baby maybe this church thing yeah. you know maybe I'll get to know this Jesus guy I don't know like right where is this going to take us and I just remember I just went in with an open heart and he just really sank mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and it was just um Yeah, it was just good. I mean, it was a process. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like it's a process for me at times. I mean, um, just like it, I feel like it should be for everybody. But um, yeah, so that was kind of it. And the church is still going. We still do set up, clean up. I mean, it's a church plant, so it's been, it's been great. It's, you know, Emma's four, so it's been going on for like five years now.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Was good. it a similar kind of story for John kind of finding relationship with the
1: Lord? God, yeah. So John was raised uh, in a different faith tradition. And so he, you know, that was something that um, he just didn't relate to very much. And so I think for him, he needed to be the one that decided it hmm. and that it was him that needed to be, you know, I, yeah. um, in kind of his own way. Yeah. He needed to find his own path. Yeah. And I think once he did it, it just clicked. And, you know, and he, you know, he has all the history and he has all the, um, you know, the boxes that he could check off. But to really know the Lord and to bring him into your heart, you have to kind of, you have to choose that. Right. It's not the boxes that you check. It's. Right. It's it's choosing a relationship. It's choosing a relationship and, and trust and faith and. Um, And so I feel like this church really let us do that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, okay. So going back, you guys had kind of decided, well, John first, that you wanted a third one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Woo. Crazy. Um, And I, yeah. And so we, what happened? Okay. So this is fun. So we were going on a date Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend had been giving away a bunch of her baby clothes. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll just take like an outfit or two. (laughs) And I had him in the backseat and we were going out on a date night and uh, we're going down to Arista's downtown. Oh, it's like solidified in my brain. Yeah. and I remember pulling out like sh- I showed him, and he's like, "So we're we gonna go for it?" He's like, "Let's go for it." Oh wow! And so that was like, yeah, we we're like in the parking lot of Arista's, looking at these teeny tiny little baby in their oh. baby boy clothes, right? Yeah, of course, <laughs> but, you know, that's not up to us either. Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, and so we just went for it, and it wasn't a- it wasn't a bunch of like. You know, he even said the same thing. He's like, I just, I want a lot of pitter-patter, mm-hmm. and I want, I want Thanksgiving to be full, and I want every day just to be like, I want our girls to have kind of a tribe. Yeah. You know, I just want this to be like a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And a lot of our friends have three. A lot yeah. Of, I mean, it's not as like, so we were kind of, we asked a lot of questions. I don't know if a lot of people were super honest about it. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so
0: tell me the truth here, folks. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Once they find out I was pregnant, it's like, oh, man, just put your head down in the sand and just get through that first year. And it's like, oh. wait a minute. Oh, no. But no, I mean, yeah. So that was it. And honestly, we got pregnant the next month. Wow. We didn't have a lot of time to, uh, to you know. Ask your
0: questions. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you were in it. We were in it and quick. Um. So, yeah. And no problems. No wow. losses. No... It just was meant to be, and it kind of, yeah. And I don't, yeah. Mm. There was not a lot of stress. I mean, I would be a little bit worried going into ultrasounds and stuff mm-hmm. because I have had more negative ultrasounds than positive ones. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she was there. That's amazing. Growing like a little weed. That's perfect.
0: Okay. So let's talk about kind of the end of your third trimester going into kind of Cora's birth and and what that season of life has been like for you guys.
1: So I am not a great pregnant person, woman, lady, whatever. Mm -hmm. I am pregnancy and I do not get along. So like the first four months I'm Sicker than a dog. Oh, and then I have a couple good months, mm-hmm. and then I get super uncomfortable at the end because I got big babies, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I got I big know. babies, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I know, you know. Yep. And your body just my body just hates me, so um, you did this to me <laughs> again. <Yes. laughs> and oh. um, oh, thank you, yeah, um, that's your water if you need it, yeah, thank you. Let's just put it right there so anyway I just had I was yeah just not a great into the pregnancy and then um I just got really tired you know can't keep your eyes open and just super uncomfortable and like and it's so hard because you're like I know this is such a blessing Mm -hmm. and I know this is almost over and I know this is my last yeah so let's enjoy this and then I like would shift and be like, I hate life. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so it's like You're like, oh the then, back pain. <laughs> no. So kind of the in between, you know, balancing it, I guess. Um, but then Cora so with my other two, I got kidney stones in my pregnancy. But I passed them on my own and it was fine. Wow. And with But Cora, so painful. So painful. Not pleasant. And, but, and it was earlier in my pregnancies too, more like 25 weeks. So I really thought that I was like in the clear (coughs) and, um, at 38 plus weeks pregnant, I got kidney pain, like severe kidney pain, like up all night pacing, you know, getting sick kidney pain. And I was just like, okay, I know what this is. This isn't Mm -hmm. labor. Like, yeah. As much as I wish it would be. Yeah. And I remember I text my doctor the next day and he has dealt with a lot of kidney pain himself. Oh. And so he was super sympathetic and he's like, hey, this happens again. You come into L&D. Yeah. I want, we want to see you and see how baby is reacting to your pain and yeah. all of this. So, so that was Sunday. I was in on Monday next day and they found that I had a giant stone. Oh. And they're like, you're not going to pass this. So goodness. So then they're like, no eating or drinking. So tell tell a like a you know ten month (laughs) pregnant woman she can't eat or drink. And it's like the horns come out. Chop off my leg. (laughs) Put me out now. And anyway, the urologist decided he wasn't gonna touch me because I'm ginormously pregnant. Yeah. And so my doc comes in and he says, Okay, we're having a baby today. And I was like, what yeah oh okay, okay. Uh, here we go and john had even packed the car because he told me later he's like i'm pretty sure that yeah we're gonna figure this out because you're in so much pain right so we go in um we i mean super long story short we start the induction um with the pill the first, side attack right and you're supposed to take every couple hours. Yeah, every two to three hours. So after the first pill, my doc comes in and he's like red in the face. And he's so mad. And he's like, head of L&D just pulled your induction.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: So he's like, this isn't deemed an emergency. You're not 39 weeks yet. Yeah. So, and Which I had even, John and I had even kind of discussed. And, um, and so we stayed the night because I was contracting on my own. Oh, and wow. then we went home. Wow. So uh, we went home on Tuesday, and then I had a nice day Wednesday, and then Thursday woke up with—I mean, ten out of ten pain. Oh, and it, I thought it was labor. I thought because oh, okay. I was like, well, maybe we kickstarted and headed into L and D, and everyone's like, this is labor. We can tell it's labor pain, and then randomly it just flipped, and mm. all of a sudden it was kidney pain. Like oh. it just like the kidneys just took over. So then I'm having contractions and kidney pain pain. and I had to be in the bed with the monitors on and I just remember like I would black out and I'm like hyperventilating and they anyway my doc comes in and he was just like so sorry you know Mm. like you know we still can't do anything so you're not going to pass the stone yeah, and we can't take this baby so here's some meds. Yeah, Which, you know, helped. And with kidney pain, it's like, so they call it renal colic when it actually, like, kicks mm-hmm. into the pain. You mm-hmm. can have a kidney stone and it be just sitting there and it not sure. hurt. And um, so it finally calmed. Yeah. And my doctor said, well, you're not going home. So we stayed and then we had to stay for two days and then it, the my 29th week on the day. Your 39th week on the day. On the day. We did the induction. Okay, and, yeah, because that's the
0: earliest, like technically, yes, right, for a medical indication that you could have an induction.
1: Yes, exactly. And I had never been induced before. I was very much always like, no, I want the baby to come when the baby's ready to come. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a, but I was, I was like,
0: you're in a different state of mind. Yeah,
1: I was like going insane because it's like. Nobody would touch me. They wouldn't put a stent in. They wouldn't relieve any of the pain. And it was just... And she's not doing super great because mm-hmm. mama's not doing super yeah, great. Yeah, you're really stressed. Super stressed. And um, so it's like... And then I was battling this too because I'm like, my doctor says it's Okay. This person's telling me it's not. She doesn't, like... Yeah, she doesn't But then know. it's like, I know the doctor's looking out for the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the head of OB is looking out for a baby. And I know that. But when you're in it, you're just like, people have babies at 38 weeks all the time. <laughs> like, But at the end of the day, I was... I think I would have just been really upset if something was not ready, you know? Yeah. And I still, I'm like, you know, I wonder when she would have come on her own and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, you know... That's kind of the cards we were dealt. It was not the ideal situation um, at all, but she's here Mm -hmm. and she's healthy. Yeah. And the induction went really quick. Um, One of the best parts was that John got to deliver her. That's awesome. So it's like, even though things weren't the exact way I wanted it, there was still like this really great part that happened that I like can like really think about. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really, that was really great. So, um, and they actually started my epidural early because they had to, and they had to do it higher. So it turns out an epidural only has like, you know, a certain amount of inches that it covers. So I did get to feel her be born, which was a much Mm -hmm. different situation for me, which actually really, I don't want to say I liked it because it hurt a lot, but But I got, yeah, but it was, it was natural. Like I felt like I was more a part of it mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. So that was good too. Um, but yeah. So that was her story. And then I, um, they gave me like the hour of skin to skin, and then they took me and wheeled me away and got more X rays and CTs and. Yeah. Was that hard to just leave her? You know, they made it so fast. I had this most amazing nurse. I mean, she was hands down like, oh, she was she was amazing she's like i'm supposed to be off at three mm-hmm. she's like it's 245 you're mm-hmm. gonna be back here with your baby at three o'clock <laughs> so i mean we literally i mean she's like zooming my bed yeah. through good sam like everywhere and just like everybody she's like we're gonna make this fast she is a brand new postpartum mom we are in and out <laughs> yeah just like thank you, you yeah know, like, that's so great it was good and um so at the end of the day i actually they still they sent me home There wasn't Hmm. much they could do. Um, And so I went back to the OR. She was born on Saturday. I went back on Friday. Oh, wow. I went back in for surgery to have the stone removed.
0: Shannon. That was
1: tough. That was probably the hardest part of the whole thing, was going into surgery knowing that I had my baby who, like, my job right now should be sitting on the couch nursing Mm -hmm. my baby, Mm -hmm. you know, like, And that was, that was tough. Like, I know childbirth is tough and kidney stone is tough, but like being separated from your brand new baby like that, even if it's just for a couple of hours, like. Yeah. Because that's not what you're
0: designed to do. You're designed to be this mother baby Mm -hmm. dyad that Mm -hmm. thrives together. Mm -hmm. It's how the Lord designed and programmed Mm -hmm. our brains to work, our bodies to work. We Mm -hmm. are not designed to be separated in that postpartum period at all. Right. Exactly. I can only imagine that yeah. was pretty traumatizing for you. It was.
1: It was. And I was having a hard time nursing and the staff was amazing. They let John come back with her and I was basically nursing her up until I was wheeled away. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was yeah. And then just the recovery from that, you know, mm-hmm. it was not great either, but um it was a really crazy 2 weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like my Goodness. birth story is like two weeks. It's not just like this, like afternoon, right? Or like whatever. No. It's like anyway. There's still times where I'm like, did that really just happen? Yeah, yeah, it did.
0: Yeah. It did. So talk us through what of the last two weeks because okay. she's four weeks old. She's four weeks what old. What did the last
1: two weeks look like for you? Just the last two weeks. Okay. Um. Tough. Yeah. Man, you forget. Yeah. You forget how tough I, um, you know, it's like you remember. (laughs) I feel like it's how we continue to procreate. You remember (laughs) the magical, beautiful chest cuddles Mm -hmm. and, you know, just those moments of swaying your baby and like, oh, it's just blissful, right? You forget how hard it is. Like she, um, she's perfect. But – and she's doing what a four-week-old baby should be doing, but she's not sleeping. Yeah. And I got, and it's two – I got two other kids at home. So it's yeah. like there's a start and an end to our day. Right. Um, and she has no start and no she end. She has no start and no end. And so it's just been – it's been kind of tough. And then I found, too, that um, – I think I actually had a friend may suggest this, but I had a hard time with my milk supply, which mm-hmm. I've never had before. And apparently, the anesthesia from oh, yeah. surgery is going to take that sucker in a hot minute. Nobody mentioned that to me, so I, I wish am. I would have done more of my research on that because all of a sudden she's screaming at us, right? You know, for hours, and I'm just crying because I'm like another colicky baby. Mm-hmm. And um, we go in for her doctor's appointment, and they're like. Oh, like she dropped a bunch of weight Mm -hmm. and I was just heartbroken because Uh I'm like, this is my job Mm. and I'm not, you know, and so I was able to work that back up. Good for you. So it's like dealing with that and then not sleeping well and she's got some pretty good reflux, you know, stuff that babies just have. Yeah. And, um, and kind of the isolation part too. Yeah. That's been as much as I – I mean, I even prepped myself because I remember with Emma, the transition from one to two was really hard on me because here I had my little Sarah and, like, all of a sudden my life revolved around her mm-hmm. and her schedule and our schedule and, like, sure. our friend. You know, it's, like, sounds so silly and, like, high schoolish or whatever, but, like – you know, I had built my, this little life around this little person, and then I had this new magical baby, but I wanted this baby just to come along for the ride. Sure. You know, like, come see how great this is that we're <laughs> doing, and Emma wasn't having any of it. No. You know, and so I don't feel like I let myself have that postpartum time with her, um, and so I very strategically was like, I want to just have this time. I don't want to be doing much. I just mm-hmm. want to be at home, but man... Yeah. After a while, you're like, okay, this is the same four walls I've been staring at. It gets dark at 3:30 in the yeah. afternoon. Like it's cold outside, so we're not going for walks, and I'm just Yeah. You know, it's it's Like I normal. need to see the light of day. <laughs>
0: yes. Give just me the, target yeah. the target sign. Can I see the target
1: sign? I don't even have to go in. Yeah. But it's just like this gives me hope. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. And you forget, yeah. you really easily forget. And I don't think she's a super hard baby. I mean, yeah. she's just been sitting here sleeping the whole time we've been here. Yeah, which is I'm like, that's miracle. so amazing. <laughs> I think she's catching up from last night. But um, yeah, it's it's hard. Wow. It's hard. And it's hard. And it's hard with the other two girls, too, because I don't fully understand, you yeah. know, like, and they're, they've been amazing, but, you know,
0: it's all an adjustment. Yeah.
1: How, how's John doing with,
0: you know, all of this? Cause there's a, you know, a, a mm-hmm. real kind of paternity, you know, time period mm-hmm. where it's a big adjustment for dad too. Yeah.
1: No, it is. John, um, he's definitely a busybody. Yeah. And so I think I had these intentions. He took two weeks off and we had a lot of care for like pick up and drop off with the girls. And so mm-hmm. I really just pictured this time where we would be like sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, like having breakfast and lunch together and like making plans for this little baby and like watch catching up on our yeah. shows and oh my gosh that guy <laughs> i think he did everything else in our house besides rotate our tires like wow he was just So we, anyway, I know a lot of women who would be like, that'd be so awesome (laughs) if my husband would do all this stuff. But I just wanted him to sit with me Mm -hmm. and be with me. And I feel like I didn't communicate that very well. Yeah. It sounds like your love language is definitely quality time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he is like acts of service. Mm. A hundred percent. So it's like, we've always kind of dealt with that. Right. Like just sit with me. Mm -hmm. Um and so we, it was kind of that was kind of tough too, yeah. Because um, kind of missing each other, right? Yeah, and even we just had that conversation like two nights ago, where I'm like, I just feel like we're not talking because it's busy and it's crazy, right. and here I am like just sitting on the couch, marathon nursing, and yeah. every life's just happening around me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. still talk to me, you mm-hmm. know? Like, tell you know, you know, I don't even know what was happening. Something silly, I'm sure. But um, I just, like, I just, yeah, still communicate. Yeah. Not even just talk. Like, I don't want to just sit here and talk about the weather. But, like, still communicate right. with me on, like, what's happening in our yeah. lives.
0: <laughs> what's going on in your world,
1: in your heart. Yeah, exactly. So, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. It's, yeah, like I said, it's an adjustment for him. And, you know, he's not sleeping and still getting up and going to work. And anyway.
0: So, so what's your, like, middle of the night? How, uh, how, what are your middle middle of the night? Talk, talk us through that. Especially for we... mamas who... <laughs> Haven't had babies and they have no idea right. what they're about to walk into.
1: Right. So I remember, okay, so with Sarah, we had this great, and I and I say this now, but maybe it wasn't so great. That's what I'm trying to remember now. Was <laughs> like, it really great and I just like, I can't remember <laughs> no. or what? So I remember she would wake up, he would get her, change her buns, mm-hmm. bring her to me. I would nurse her for however long, and then he would take her, rock her, and put her back to bed. It was like this great, like, it just vibed, and it just went well. And I remember with Emma, none of that happened. I felt like it was me almost 100% of the time. And so we had talked, and I was just like, okay, I still need some help. In the nights. And we just can't figure it out this time. Yeah. She, um, she doesn't go back to sleep and so it's like, yeah, I'll nurse her, but then he's up for like,
0: trying to soothe her and get soothe her back her to sleep. her for
1: another, you know, hour or two and then by the time he's done, he's exhausted and it's basically time to nurse again. again. So it's like, we have not found a groove. Yeah. And I think that, um, it just takes time. Yeah. You know, I'm sure when we brought Sarah home it was not that blissfully smooth right. and fluid of a of a schedule. But um this has been it's been hard because then, you know, it's six thirty in the morning, you know, Sarah's up and ready to go. Yeah. Like, hey I, mama I was sitting there nursing Cora today and I she had gotten up at like two and I couldn't get her down and so this was like I had been up just oh. awake oh. and then you know on the lights you know the lights switch on and I was just like oh good morning Sarah you probably want breakfast right like, exactly okay so kick up that next gear mm-hmm. and let's just yeah you're tired but yeah nobody cares nobody cares that's right <laughs> I think
0: you really survive on just adrenaline and pushing yourself and steam totally. and totally. then at some yeah. point You get a break and your body kind of recoups, but Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's a, I think that's why the science tells us that women need one full year Mm -hmm. to recover physically, Mm -hmm. just the physical portion
1: of pregnancy and childbirth because your body is taxed. And that doesn't include the mental part. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I don't know if that ever happens. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back around to that. It's so true. But yeah, it's... um. I wish I could tell you we found we have a groove. We don't. We are in pure survival mode. And I think that um, actually when I was driving up here today, I was just like, we just need to just be okay with that. Yep. Like this is this is it. And this is she will sleep eventually. Yeah. This will be a season um, where when with the other two or even more with Emma, I'll be honest it was learning that life is seasons. It's, yeah. This isn't going to be it forever. Mm-hmm. That this isn't your reality forever. That this is a short season and it's, it's hard, but it's so worth it. Yeah. So,
0: What do you feel like in this postpartum period? What do you feel like your heart really needs?
1: Oh, wow. Sleep. <laughs> and an endless amount of coffee, which because she has reflux, I've yeah. been asked to stop drinking coffee. And mm-hmm. I'm like... Wow. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So um, what do I need? Um, I think it kind of goes back to my love language too. Yeah. I think just having people there Mm -hmm. and people to talk to and um, which I have, which is amazing, which is great. So it's like, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I need. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of wants. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of wants, but need and increase. Yeah. I feel like I need grace and a lot of it and a lot just for myself because mm-hmm. yesterday I just I remember I kind of locked myself went to the bath like yeah yeah I'm in the bathroom hide yeah here. hiding kind of in the bathroom and Sarah was wanting to read me a book so bad and I was just so tired and then I kind of kind of jumped at her a little bit and was like you just need to wait and then I excused myself to the bathroom and I just went and cried and I don't mm. know why I mean you're postpartum too yeah. so it comes easy but it's just like how am I gonna have time for all of these babies yeah. like how where am I where is it gonna come from and I know it's it's gonna come and it's gonna be great but yeah. I think just that grace of being like
0: how am I going to give so much of myself away?
1: Yes. And have anything left over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I just think you don't for a while. And knowing, again, that it's a season.
0: Yeah. There'll and be that, t-
1: There'll be time for me again someday.
0: That margin will grow. <laughs> right. As your kids get more independent. Yes. Because that's what Concrete. they say.
1: <laughs> Are you there yet? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I feel like I'm actually in a really good. My yeah. kids sleep. I mean, they're yeah. four and two and they sleep really solidly but yeah. we had and neither of my kids were good sleepers neither of them slept through the night till they were one mm-hmm. they were hard challenging allergy the whole kit and caboodle so i never had a unicorn but, yeah, maybe, okay. yeah. but maybe man but you be don't want uni- you don't want a unicorn as your first <laughs> no i'll tell you what that's a rough <laughs> that's a rough standard
1: it is it yeah. Is, so,
0: okay. So, for, for any maybe pregnant moms out there, maybe first time moms, yeah. what are some of your like, you have to do this during the postpartum period to survive? Like, what would your survival tips be for you know, new moms?
1: A survival tip um, a lot of sweatpants. Okay. Check. <laughs> <laughs> a really great nursing bra. Um, and then just kind of surround yourself with great people yeah you know like just know that the people around you are going to be your saving grace for a while yeah they're going to hold you up they are going to and and it's okay to ask for help Mm -hmm. like it's okay to call your girlfriend and be like can you come hold the baby so i can take a shower or your mom or your aunt whoever it is yeah um but just i don't feel like we were meant to do this alone no You know there's there's reasons why tribes of people like had tribes of people you know like and they live together generationally and um i feel like our culture has just really let that go okay sit down on the couch for just a minute (laughs) do you pause it yeah no it's fine you're you're fine i'm gonna get that baby too
0: okay so did we finish your last thought i don't remember i don't know um, okay, survival tips. So, Jeff, you're going to have to, you know, piece this together. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, okay. just
1: just that, um, what was I saying? Just that culturally we just don't wrap ourselves around yeah. a tribe like we yes. used to. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that is kind of a downfall.
0: Yeah, really, totally,
1: totally. So we feel like we are supposed to, like, deliver a baby and put on our Lululemon pants and go to yoga class the next day. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no like, way. No, no, we're good, like. You know just don't rush it just listen to your baby and listen to yourself and trust your mama instinct yeah and get off google
0: yes do that
1: please get off google i catch myself doing it and i'm like nope not gonna help yeah get off yeah so that's yeah. awesome
0: well, shannon thank you so much Thanks for, for coming. having me it's been great to get to know you a little better too yeah. and hear your story this has been fun thank yes, you yes
1: thank you for having me
0: I hope you all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Isn't that one of just the hardest parts about postpartum life? You're tired and nobody cares. At least that's what it feels like sometimes. That was one of the biggest hurdles emotionally for me to overcome after I had my first baby. The tiredness factor was just nothing I had ever experienced before. Like the word tired doesn't even seem to do it justice and life just had to continue on. No one cared how tired I was. I still needed to nurse a baby and feed myself, and you know, eventually carry on and shower. But the grace that comes with understanding the season you're in is so powerful. It's a game changer. Identify the season you're in and don't try to be in a different one. The one your friend or your sister is in, the season of life that looks so good on everyone else's Instagram feed may not be yours. Be you and be where you're at. Have grace for yourself, Mama. Don't do this alone. Find your tribe, find your village, and love them well. Thank you for listening. This show is truly such a blessing to me, and I am honored to be here. You all know I've been working hard on my new online video course. My incredible husband, Jeff, is working so many hours editing, and we will be ready for the world to see it all in just a few months. This course is going to be perfect for new mamas and experienced mamas who just need a refresher. It's real and authentic and so fun, you guys. You know I'll be sharing with you all first, so stay tuned in the months to come I will keep you posted as our launch date gets closer. In the meantime, head on over to my website and sign up for my free six-day email course. We cover tons of great stuff in there designed to provide you with the tools you need to have an amazing birth. If you haven't had a chance yet to write a review of the show, would you mind doing that right now with me? That would be so amazing. For those of you who are not driving, I know some of you are, but for those of you who aren't scroll down in your podcast app until you see that big, bold ratings and review section at the bottom of that section, you'll see little words in purple that say, write a review. You guys take it from there. I'd love to be a resource for you. However I can. So send me a message and let me know how I can support you. I really, really do want to be there for you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, mamas. You got this, and I will see you next week.